a victim, subject to his emotions. Circumstances cause his emotions. In other words, whatever he sees, everything is around him, surrounding him, the attacks he sees, that cause it. Well, I'm in fear. Of course I'm in fear because this, this, and this are happening. Or you're the boss of you. You can be a victor. Choose your emotion regardless of your circumstance. But we have a tendency because you know what we'll do? If we're feeling fear and we're all worried and stuff and all these circumstances are come at us, we'll find some other people to share our pity party with. And they ain't listening to you anyway. They're waiting for you to breathe so they can tell you about their pity party. Oh, if he breathes, boy, I got some good stuff. I'm going to one-up him on this one. And that's what we do, right? So... The key is no new information can enter the nervous system that's not equal to the emotion you're experiencing. So if you're experiencing fear, all you can see is things that bring you fear. If you're experiencing lack, all you can see is things that bring you more lack. That's where your eyes are looking. That's what your vision is seeing. So once you change your emotion, you change your vision. Once you change your vision, you can change your reality because you can change what you can see. Does that make sense? All right. Because there's no good answers. You know, I was used to be in so much fear and worry and trepidation, and I'm looking, where is God? God, give me the answer. God, give me the answer. And he's saying, I did not put the answer in fear, lack, and worry for you, Nick. I put it in peace, joy, and love. So you be the boss of you, you take over your emotions, you get yourself into peace, and ding, there's the answer. Son of a gun. The problem is I think it was all my struggling that got me to the answer, and the truth was the moment I let go, the answer was always there. So. Okay, we can use, uh, we, we can, we receive a finite, a finite amount of energy each day. We know we have our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread, right? And we choose where we're directing that daily bread. We can choose to direct it into a 3D world where we're separate from everything, and we have stress, fear, anxiety, hate, worry. We're all worried about all this stuff in our environment and what's going on around us. Or we can use it for energy, for healing, for creating on purpose, for loving others. The... The, the key is, where do we choose to use our energy every day? Is the first thing we do when we wake up, grab our phone? <gasps> oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Now, what are we doing? We're creating our tomorrow, our yesterday tomorrow. You're creating the same feelings you had when you went to bed. You pick up that phone, you see all the problems, nothing's changed, and let's do it again. Don't touch your phone for an hour. One hour in the morning, spend time with Papa God for one hour, and then watch how the whole day will change in front of you because you're not recreating what you just did yesterday, right? All right, nerds, we'll just get rid of that. Everything is made up of energy, specifically photons. All right, well, I'm a nuclear chemist. Here's what we, we, we always are taught, right? Uh, an atom is made out of protons, neutrons, and electrons, right? And it's, oh, yeah, okay, I guess. I'll, I'll believe you. 
And, and, but then uh, uh, new pro, uh, protons and neutrons are made out of something called quarks, which are energy packets, which are just little photons. Electrons are just made out of energy packets, photons. So everything is made out of these little teeny energy packets called photons. E equals mc squared. So everything's energy. Mass times speed of light squared. Atoms, protons, quarks. And we, what we, we're, our job is to do, and I put a sabara, we create from that which God has already created. We bring from the unseen into the seen. You see, God created all things seen and unseen. And he did all the creating. But he did something called bara in Hebrew. To create from that which is not. Oh, we can't do that. But we can asa. We can pull in from the unseen into the seen. That's what we do all the time, whether we know it or not. We're creating the reality we live in because that's what we do. We, based on our heart belief, we pull from the unseen into the seen. Good, bad, or indifferent, we did it. We're the boss. So if you don't like the things you see in your life, all we got to do is change our heart. We change our heart, we change everything. So, what is it? 95% of illness is caused by stress. These are studies done by John Hopkins, Harvard Medical, CDC, which we know we can trust them. <laughs> Stanford University and Cleveland Clinic that 95% of all sickness is, comes from stress. And you know, the, the thing is most of the times we're stressing about things that we can't control. We'll talk a little bit about more about that in a minute. All right, science, nerd time. In, in the University of Geneva on July 25th, 1997, we know, it, we talked about a photon as an energy packet. What, what the scientists did was they were like, let's, let's find out some stuff about this photon. So what they did was they split it in half they sent one part down a fiber optic cable seven miles that way, and they spent another part down a fiber optic cable seven miles that way. They're 14 miles apart. And so what they did is said, all right, let's see what we can do to this one. And so they would tickle this one, they would call it, or they changed the charge, or they changed the spin. And when they did that, this one did the same thing. Now, it wasn't touched. But it did the same thing. And it, and, it, and it did it over and over and over again. And that didn't make any sense because, you see, everything is supposed to take time. They were like, it should take time, some amount of time. They put an atomic clock on it. How much time did it take for the change in one to affect the change in the other? And it was instantaneous. It happened now. Because everything was connected. And that was their conclusion. Let's get through that. Apply to charge, okay. They called this an entanglement. What happened to one happened to the other. Now, one of the things we've got to understand is God spoke and everything was. And we're all part of that first thing he spoke. You see, when you do better as an individual, 
of course I should celebrate you because you've made me better. Because we're all connected. 3D world is a, is a lie. We're not disconnected. We don't just observe, you know. Uh, we'll talk about the double slit experiment just a little bit, but they, there is no observer in science. You are all participating whether you know it or not. So if, if Brandon here does great and gets this a bazillion-dollar job, I go, yeah! And, and the great thing is God is no respecter of person, so if he's done better, I can do better, right? So that's the exciting part about when we celebrate, and you know when you start to celebrate other successes, you can't help but be successful because you changed your energy in your heart. You're, it's vibrating at such a high frequency that you gotta be attracting things into your life that bring success. But if you're looking at it as a lack personality, that, oh, he did better, what about me, poor me, how about me? Well, let's see where's that feeling at. It's at a low resonance frequency. And that's what you're going to bring into your life. It's things that give you and edify that low frequency you're vibrating at. Because, you know, you're the boss. You have all power, dominion, and authority. We have all power, dominion, and authority. I looked it up, all, Greek, Hebrew, all, means all. So if we don't believe we have all power, dominion, and authority, we still do, and if we believe that we're lacking and we're, we're going to attract more of that lack in because, see, God has set it up so that if you want to be in fear, lack, and worry, well, he's got all power, dominion, and authority. He must want more things that bring fear, lack, and worry. He's a boss. Why? Well, he's chosen fear. He's chosen stress. And what we choose is going to be edified. We're going to bring more and more of it into our life. You ever notice how that happens to you? Something happens, and all of a sudden it's like one, two, three, four, six things bad happen at once. Because you're bringing them to you. Matter of fact, all you can do is see them. That's why it talks about it's a multifaceted trial that you go through. In James, it talks about that. That count it all joy when you go through diverse temptations, it says, right? Well, that's stupid. Count it all joy. Whack me in the face and I'll lean into it. Thank you very much. But you got to look up what the word means. The word count means command. He, it's telling you right there. Command joy when you go through your testing and watch what happens. Because once you change this, you've changed everything. Command joy. I'm not telling you count it all joy. Well, I guess that's good. Glad I got smacked around. No. Take charge of what you can take charge. And the only thing you can take charge of, husbands, wives, is you. Not them. You're only the boss of you. <laughs> There's some, some heavy amening going on out there. So leave her alone, will you? You know, most of the time, people are trying to change other people because they don't want to look at themselves. I figure if I can keep looking at all your faults, I never have to change. Oh, you're getting better? Oh, my God, now i got to look at me. That's not, I don't want that. So conclusion. 
Once matter is joined physically, it remains linked energetically, even though there's no longer a physical contact. This experiment implied that all matter is connected, even when it appears separate in the 3D world. Life becomes a mirror of your belief system, and when you change anything inside ourselves, that changes the mirror, the mirror, how do we say it here? My wife gives me a hard time because I say mirror. Mirror. I should have used a different word, looking glass. Yeah, looking glass, I'll go with that. Uh, life becomes a, a, a looking glass of your belief system, and when you change anything inside ourselves, that change is, well, you can't say mirrored, into your lives. That change occurs both here and in now. As soon as you make the change in your heart, everything changes now. But if you think there's a process and a time period and a time frame you have to wait, you're right. Because you just created it. Yet everything is entangled, as we showed from that little photon, when it was tickled in one place, it moved in another place. When the charge was changed over here, it was moved. When? Instantaneously. But if you believe healing takes a little while, you're right. If you believe that it, you know, when I walk out of here, then maybe I'll start to feel the healing, you're right. Or we can just receive it instantaneously. And you're right too. I'm just trying to say, I'm giving you a scientific foundation that says you're allowed to feel it now. You don't have to live in this 3D world where it always takes time to get stuff done. Because you don't. Okay. And we talked about God holds all things together with his most powerful word. We are connected. Amen? All right. Okay, that was one thing of science. Now, here's another one. Don't leave me. University of Moscow, Russia, 1995. And remember, none of these are Christian universities or anything. These are, they're just doing experiments to see what's happening, right? So what they did was they took a cylinder, freed it from all the oxygen until it was 30 inches of vacuum, and then they put a whole bunch of photons into the cylinder. And I'm going to take you somewhere. I'm going to build on this. So, they, okay, they put a bunch of photons in the cylinder. And, and, and so what, what, what the whole purpose was, put the photons in there. Now let's see what it looks like inside there. And the photons, when they looked, were random. They were all over this. Remember, photons are the building blocks for all matter, for everything. Everything in your life, it's created with photons. So then they, what they did was they stuck human DNA and it was injected into that cylinder. All right, human DNA was put in there. The photons lined up and formed around the human DNA. They were no longer random. And they were like, what? Why, why is this? Conclusion was that human DNA had a direct effect on building blocks of all matter. That just a human's DNA affected how matter was going to be formed and what matter was formed. So we don't want that because then we can't be a victim. Because 
If I'm responsible for that, then I'm responsible to change that. And then if I'm responsible to change that, I can't whine anymore. So I can choose to not hear it right now. I gotta go to the restroom, Nick, thank you very much. Or I can actually hold on to that for a minute because we're gonna build on this, okay? All right. Conclusion, you and DNA had a direct effect on the building blocks of all matter. The human DNA influences the formation of photons in the world that the world is made of, just reminding you. Now, the la here's another one. And we'll be done with them in a second, and I'll get back to how every one of these lines up with a word. So that way you can go, oh, shoot, I got to guess, I got to listen to it and believe it. The Journal of Scientific Exploration in 1994 did a second DNA test. And, and what they did was they wanted to see, can emotions influence your DNA? So what they used was umbilical DNA from newborn babies' umbilical cords. DNA was isolated and placed in a room. And so what they did was they isolated the DNA, placed it in a cylinder, placed it in a room. And everyone knows that the heart, I say everyone, you're going to know this in a minute. <laughs> the heart is your power center. You know, everything the Bible talks about is the heart, right? It doesn't say, as a man thinketh in his brain, so is he. Out of the brain flow the issues of life. No. Out of the heart. Oh, well, that was a metaphor for the subconscious mind. No. It's out of the heart. The heart, the heart has 40,000 brain cells. The Hartfels Institute has found this, that you actually have brain cells, that when a signal comes into you, into your, your psyche, the heart sends a signal to the brain, which sends a signal from the brain to the body and releases the hormones. So the heart's the boss. Your heart's the boss, not the brain. Uh, science wants you to believe it's the brain, but it's not it's the heart, just like the Bible says. So what, what um, where was I at? Oh. Russia. So what they did was they put this, um, this uh, uh, DNA in a room and they, they realized that your, your heart, you can feel the energy from the heart two to eight feet from an individual. Like when somebody comes in a room, if you ever felt somebody and you go, ooh, what's wrong with that person? They didn't touch you. You didn't talk to them. They didn't even have a scowl on their face. But you felt them because their energy was emitting. They were emitting their energy from their body. You could feel that, right? Or when there's someone who's in an upbeat place, you go, ooh, what's, what's, I want to get to know that person, right? All right, so when they isolated in the room, what they did was they put one room full of business people, stressed out, whacked out, worried. And then they said, what is the DNA doing? If anything, it started to close up. It coiled different genes started to turn off. They were like, whoa. So then they take the same DNA, they put it in a room full of people meditating and people singing and people upbeat. And they said, let's look at it. And the DNA was unwinding and started turning on genes, turning on genes for health, turning on genes. And it was getting bigger and bigger because it was almost ready to divide because the emotion that, that was being exposed to was changing the DNA's ability to express itself. 
You ever notice uh, people that talk about they've had cancer, they're having cancer. They tell them to get happy, get in a happy environment. Start watching uh, a bunch of comedies because when you get yourself into joy, it unwraps your DNA and starts turning on genes that actually can heal you. See, it's the stress that's killing us. It's not this thing or that thing. It's the stress. Trying to control something we shouldn't try to control. So. And here's where I would say any questions, but we're in church, so just suck it up. Uh, all right. What was the conclusion? The positive DNA relaxed them again to unwind as the DNA was uh, about to replicate itself. Negative DNA tightened and coiled up and could not express itself. Conclusion, human emotion changed, this is their conclusion, human emotion changed the shape and the ability of the DNA. Healing is a real possibility in positive environment and healing genes could have expressed themselves. Okay. So we're building. So what do we do now? One, change can occur instantaneously and life is a, a looking glass of those changes. Two, human DNA changes matter. We do create a reality. Three, human emotions change human DNA. We can control our health as well as our emotions. Therefore, and this was the therefore, human emotion changes and creates the matter you see in your life. Human emotion changes and creates the matter you see in your life. Whether it be the things you see, the health you have, the money you make, what emotion are you putting around that? You know, uh, Dr. Matt does a good thing about uh, human, emotion, uh, human money. Like, what is your definition of money? When you think of money, do you think of, oh, keep that away from me. I don't want to be a bad person. I want to be a good Christian. I don't want money because money is the root of all evil. Well, that's a lie, right? The love of money, the love of anything over God is the root of all evil. Doesn't matter, it's a mammon type spirit, right? But we, or we had a, you were a kid and you, there was an event where your parents are arguing over money and they're yelling back and forth and back and forth and your conclusion as a four year old kid was, money is bad. And then you wonder, why can't I attract wealth into my life? Because every time it comes close to you, your heart says, get it away, get it away, I wanna keep you safe. I want to keep you safe. Money's bad. And because you believe that in your heart, it's so. Or not. <laughs> All right. The double slit experiment, February 26, 1998. What you observe and focus on, they proved what you focus on, with both your heart and your mind creates your reality. Our expectation creates reality, and looking forward is the act. Of, just looking for a change in your life is the act of creating. Just looking for it. Once you start looking for a thing, well, we will be on the moon in 10 years. 
Yeah, right. Well, I'm going to buy into that. Well, I'll buy in too. Well, how are we going to do it? I don't know, but we're going to, I'm buying in too. Everybody starts buying in. All of a sudden, new discoveries, new discoveries, new discoveries. Because just looking for it is creating new ways to do. Is that too much? And see, the Bible knows that what you focus on, you get more of. Philippians 4 8 tells us that. Right? We don't, we know how to quote it, but do we use it? Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on, focus your energy on these things. Because the thing you focus your energy on is what you're going to bring into your life. That's all it's saying. But if we don't do it, even though we can say it, and then we can go amen after it, it's of little value. Then it's just a theological thing that we can all say and show how much we know, but our life stinks because we're not applying it into our life. Does that make sense? Okay, so what we focus on, we get more of. Stanford University showed in 2012, 40% of worry and stress is about a future that never happens. 30% of worry and stress is about a past issue you can do nothing about. 12% of worry and stress is about petty issues that really don't matter. 10% of worry and stress is about needless health concerns. You know about those, you know, when as soon as you read something in a book, you go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling a little bit of that. Yeah, that one might hurt a lot. Yeah, I might have the mind around thing. I might have it. I'm not sure, but I think I got it. Why do you think they keep in commercials? Do you, hey, take your SRV test and your vaccine for, and they keep focusing on, focus on these things, and you will create them. We're sheeple. No, thank you for the input. Appreciate it. But I'll focus on the things that Philippians 4.8 tell me to focus on. So I'm not going to go into fear, lack, and worry because you tell me I'm supposed to be there so I can create the reality you want so that Pfizer can make some more money. Eight percent may be, eight percent of your stress may be legitimate. So 92% of all things that we worry about and waste time are, uh, are causing dis-ease in our life. Why am I not seeing what I want? Galatians 4.1 says, Now I say, the heir, as long as he is a child, different nothing from the servant, though he be Lord of all. Because we think and feel we are powerless, we are. We're always right. Our thoughts and emotions keep us in bondage. So God was saying, you're Lord of all. Don't you get it? And we don't get it. That we think stuff happens to us when we happen to stuff. In 2 Corinthians 10.5, 
Oh, what did I, what else came up there? Yeah. It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You see, come on now. There. Thoughts with emotion becomes things. Is he touching that? <laughs> thoughts with emotion become things. The emotion attached to a thought can make you sick. And can the emotion attached to a thought heal you? And we prove through that experiment, yes. It's an easy thing, right? All we got to do is stay in peace. <laughs> Piece of cake, right? piece of cake. If we can believe that we're not part of this 3D world, that we're in the world, not of the world, let me say it a different way so everybody can go, oh yeah, oh, amen. See, I got to talk Christianese every now and then. I got to get the Christianese words in there so I'm, I'm losing them all. Okay, let's get them back. Oh, he said the word. I got to listen to him. So we know that if we can stay in this place of peace, oxytocin is released from the body, and oxytocin is, a, is, the, is the, 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 the hormone that heals the body, can heal it of anything. But if you're not in peace and you're in stress and you release cortisol, all you're going to do is kill yourself. That's what shortens your life, shortens your telomeres. I said telomeres. Anybody knows what that is? Good for you. But the point is, it'll mess you up. See, the body produces 1,400 different chemicals based on the different emotions or combination of emotions we may choose to feel. And you see how I said choose to feel. We choose the emotion we resonate at. Now, a lot of times, we'll have an emotion, and that's okay. Capture it. Use it for what it was meant to, a signpost. Hey, you're going down the wrong road and change it. How? Focus on these things. Oh, is that what a gratitude list is about? Yeah. Oh, you mean we actually use them? We don't just write them down so that the pastor can say, yeah, who's got one? And I say, hey, I got one. No, this is how to live life and be the boss of life instead of the life being the boss of you. Okay. So we get ourselves into love, joy, and peace, creates oxytocin combined with NO2 derived endothelial relaxant factor, causes arteries in the heart to open, heart is feel full, and your love cup runneth over. It creates healing in the body. You know what the amazing thing is? This, endothel uh, this derived endothelial relaxant factor actually fills up your heart with blood. You actually have a full heart. So it wasn't a metaphor. It's really what's happening. We're just starting to catch up in science because we just, uh, anything we didn't understand, well, it's God's using a metaphor there. No. He knew exactly what he was saying. Did I say I wasn't going to go through that, this part? I'm not going to go through this part. My wife just reminded me. It's just, uh, I love to say hypothalamus releases neuropeptides that key in every cell of your body. Uh, anyway, we're not, we're not going to, 
we're not going to go there. So, what do we got? Caused by memory you have applied to an event that elicits fear, anger, worry. You know, that's the thing. It's not your thoughts that are the problem, capture each thought. It's not the problem. It's never the problem. The problem is the energy or the emotion you attach to that thought. It has nothing to do with the thought. Two dudes could have the same thought. One dude's excited, and one dude's ready to go to jail. Two. Boss says, you two twins, love the job you're doing, I'm firing you both. One's like, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid. And he sees himself in his vision of himself holding up a sign saying, we'll work for food. The other guy is like, yeah, now I can start my own business. But the event was exactly the same. The thought was exactly the same. However, the key, the energy, the thing that they tied to it was different. One saw it as an opportunity. One saw it as, oh my gosh, you know why he saw it as something going down? Because he's losing comfort. Comfort kills success. Comfort kills success. Be in peace in all circumstances. Be in peace in all situations. But you know what? Growing is not comfortable. And you weren't called here on this earth for this little wisp of time to just sit there and be comfortable. We were not called for that. We were called to grow and grow and grow until we can walk on this earth as sons and daughters of God. We're curse breakers for, so we don't pass those curses on to the generations behind us, our kids and our kids' kids. We say no more. And if it's me that has to stand up, and if it's you that has to stand up for all that generations behind you, then you do it because you're warriors for that. You fight that good fight of faith. You remember who you are. And then when you remember who you are, your kid has no problem with it because they already know who they are. Because they see what you did. They see the land you took. They see the road you plowed. That's what we've got to start doing. It's time to stop pour me, pour me in and start getting busy, getting uncomfortable being who we're all we're supposed to be. So, get rid of that. Wish I had a big slide skip. God knows we create based on emotions and we attach the thoughts he wants us in peace. He tells us he wants us in peace, just so you know. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Just so you have a scripture. New information. You can... You can uh, allow new thoughts by capturing your old thought. That's the cool thing about capturing the thought, and it's not really you're capturing the thought, you're really capturing the emotion. You know, what do we do in Sozo? Anybody been to Sozo before? Raise your hand or been through any self-help. What do you do? You put Jesus in that situation. You're going through the situation in your head. Your dad was whacking you. He was beating you real bad, or he was calling you this, that, and the other, whatever. And all of a sudden, Jesus is in that situation with you. 
changes the whole dynamic of the situation. The whole emotion of that situation changes. And because when you let go of that emotion and implant the new emotion, all of a sudden you have that power of that new emotion. And that thing that happened when you were four, five, and six-year-old has no more power over you. If you do the work. Oh, I don't need that stuff. I'm good. I don't need that stuff. <laughs> you definitely need that stuff if you're saying that. We all need it. I fought Pastor Ben tooth and nail. Nick, I'd like you to go to Sozo. Nick, I'm, hey, I'm Nick Castellano. I don't need any of that crap. I, I know what I'm doing. I got my stuff together. All right, I'll go because I love you. And then I saw some things that I didn't know, and I went through them. All of a sudden, I'm crying my eyes out, bawling like a baby. I'm like, man, they were really in there, and I had them buried so deep, I didn't even know they were in there. But the freedom I felt when they came out and we superimposed Jesus on that was so amazing. So I can't teach you how to do that here, but please, if you get an opportunity, go through Sozo because it'll pull up things that you never knew you were struggling with and it'll, you'll feel freedom you never knew you had, okay? So you can allow new thoughts by capturing the old thought. We know that we think 60, 70,000 thoughts today, 90% of the same as yesterday, 80 or 90% of the uh, are not Self-serving, not self-serving, that stinks, doesn't it? Then we just keep repeating our yesterday tomorrow. New information, new thoughts, new choices, new behaviors, new experience, new emotion, and more new thoughts. Got it. Now, this is the part I want to get to, if I can get the thing to change. You will only accept or believe and surrender to thoughts equal to your present emotional condition or emotional state. I call this your emotional zip code. You know, I, I live in a nice place, 85207, that's my zip code. Everybody around us has big old houses. They got beautiful cars. You know, a bad day for that emotional zip code is when the garage door opener's not working in my three-car garage quite right. That's my bad day. Oh, the garage door opens, not working. Oh, woe is me. However, if you live in 85019, where my warehouse is, you've got prostitutes, hookers, drug addicts, uh, alcoholics. Uh, a bad day there is death. So if whatever your emotional state you tend to hang in, that's your zip code. So if you're hanging in an 85019 and you're choosing to be all down, all lo loserville, oh, woe is me, my tail fell off again, you know, you're doing the Eeyore thing. Well, the only thing that exists in that zip code is more things that edify that, more things that give you bad news. It's the only thing that lives there. But if you have the power to change your mindset in your heart in 85207, all of a sudden, now your options are amazing. I had to hang out in the Phoenician for a long time when I started having this problem with receiving wealth into my life. 
But when I started hanging out with a Phoenician and all these people doing business, and I started feeling that energy, and you start changing your heart because you're feeling these people are doers. They're, they're people that are going somewhere. And it changes everything when you're hanging with them, and all of a sudden, you can receive wealth into your life because you're hanging with a different group. You know, if you hang out with a bunch of coconuts, you might be a coconut. So that's up to us. But that was one of the things I had to do is hang in a different neighborhood to start feeling the energy of that neighborhood. We've got guys in this church that really know how to make wealth. Well, what I want to do is hang out with those guys to hear their mindset. What's their heart like? What's going on with that? I want to feel that, if you know what I'm saying. And then when I can feel it, and then I can make it into my heart, now I can see that wealth in my life. Okay. If you're feeling fear, you only accept as truths, thoughts, or information they bring, or bring more fear or support the fear. If you're a state of emotion of love, you will only resonate and accept thoughts and information that bring you more love. The higher you resonate, the bigger influence you become. Your heart field is two to eight feet. You actually have a heart field, and it's a nerd thing here that I'm going to show you, but I'll show you. This is your emotional zip codes, places you can resonate where you choose to resonate. You know, courage, pride, and anger, that's the bottom part there. I mean, courageous. It's when you start to get into willingness, acceptance, reason, love, joy, peace. These are the powerful environments that all you can do is see longer life, greater assets in your life, bringing better people into your life. I'm looking for my bride. I'm looking for my bride. I'm looking. Well, she don't exist in your, your apartment complex. She exists in this church or she exists somewhere where you're not. So you have to start going to those places. And you'll notice how it's a triangle. The lower ones, shame. Now, shame is right before I'm going to kill myself. And that's where the Catholic Church used to try to put us a lot of times. I was raised Catholic. But we're always in shame, 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 shame. There is no power in shame. There is no power in shame. And if, if you get shame, that means you're not believing what Jesus did for you. That's the thing. Oh, I should be better. Yeah, you should. Let's keep on working on it. Let's take that emotion and now change that emotion into one of acceptance or one of love or one of joy. And here's a little nerd. Sorry, but I'll get out of this in a second. But they found out the oldest people in the world are all the ones that focus on compassion their whole life. All they have is compassion, compassion. 120 years old, compassion, compassion. All they do is love, love, love. They have purpose and they love. They do a thing and it's all about other people. You'll live for a long time. And you won't be that falling apart. You'll be more like the Moses of 120 years where you're walking up a mountain on your last days. So these are my zip codes. These are our choices. Where do we choose to resonate? Or we let circumstances dictate our zip code, our call. We're the boss. What time is it? I got 15 minutes? 
This is probably like fire hose. It's a lot of stuff, but they only let me teach once every now and then. So I, I want to get you this stuff. All right. We emotions become chemically addicted to the emotion hormones released by stress, fear, and worry. I'm going to talk to you just a little bit about that. How it works is the receptor cell sites, every time a cell divides, it has receptor sites for the cortisol that's produced from fear, stress, and worry, and lack. So every time it divides, it says, well, you know what? He's the boss, and he must know what he likes. So when I divide, I'm going to create more of those receptor sites for fear. I'm going to create more receptor sites for that cortisol. And so all of a sudden, now you have more, and then you have more. And because it must know that he's in charge, he must know that, so he keeps focusing on these fear things. So every time a receptor site, every time a cell divides, more receptor sites, more receptor sites, more receptor sites, more receptor sites, more chemical, more stuff going your way. Pretty soon, you become addicted to that chemical cortisol. Hmm. See, Christians... We're all chemically addicted. Judge that. You know, at least alcoholics, it's from the outside in. This way, it's from the inside out. So we're all chemically addicted. We choose what we want to be addicted to. Are we going to focus on these things? Are we going to be addicted to oxytocin that's released also that we can have more receptor sites for more? And pretty soon we're just walking in love. Wouldn't that be amazing when we just resonate in love all the time because of what we're focusing, what we're, where, where our heart is at? So, so you become chemically addicted to your thoughts, which then provide an emotional chemical release our cells have grown to need and want. Here's a picture of a cell with some of those receptor sites with the little hormones clicked in. So, here's the thing. Insecure thoughts lead to insecure feelings. Then, thinking more insecure thoughts, then we think and feel like this for 10 to 15 years and this feeling becomes familiar to you and you become comfortable with that feeling and then you say, I am an insecure person. So by saying I am insecure, you have commanded the body to the destination of insecurity. Your new zip code. Welcome home. You trust no one. You feel unsure about everything. You doubt everything you think. The moment you decide to repent, think a new way. All right, that pastor, he made, a sen he made sense to me. I'm, I'm going to think a new way. Yeah, I'm going to use some of these tools. Your body gets angry. Hey, hey, where's my drug? I need you to focus on these fearful things over here. My receptor sites are empty right now, and I want them filled up. So you know what I'm going to do? Every little thing that comes up, I'm going to try to get you to focus on it. Every little thing I'm trying to get focused on this negative thing or this negative thing so I can get my juice because I need my cortisol. He says, hey, I've modified my receptor sites over the last 15 years. 
where are those chemicals I like and have become addicted to? The feeling to you is now uncomfortable. Here's where Christians quit. You know, it was kind of uncomfortable. I don't think it was the Lord. (laughs) Who the heck said it was supposed to be comfortable? Comfort is a curse word. If you are seeking comfort, you're not for the kingdom. Seek peace. Seek joy. But don't seek comfort. Comfort is a rut with a, which is a grave with no front or back. You're not about the kingdom. So, it must be not God. I, sh- I shouldn't feel this way. And what do we do? We go around the mountain again. I'm going to skip a little bit and just talk about an exercise because we're running out of time. So what I want us to do is, you see, I want us to start to remember our future. We talked a little bit about this before. I want you to start seeing yourself in the place where you want to be. That doesn't mean anything, though. That's what a vision board's for, right? Now I want you to feel it. You see, when you start feeling it and you actually start changing your heart, you start changing your reality. You start bringing the future into your present. You know, so many of us pray, I believe, incorrectly. When we're, we're praying for something to get done, say it's a drought, and we're praying, God, please make it rain. God, we need rain, 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 rain. And all you're telling everything that's connected is that we, I, I agree with you, we have no rain. What? Well, how, about, how about this? I'm going to go and I'm going to stand my feet in the dirt and I'm going to feel the mud through my feet. And I'm going to feel the rain pouring down on my head. And I'm going to be in this now moment actually feeling as if the stuff is already done. Oh, that's a better way to pray. Because when you do that, it assumes you already know it's done because it's prayer, supplication, and what? Oh, celebration, thanksgiving. Why are you thanking for something that hadn't happened? Because when you thank him, it happens. See, that's the key. It's not waiting for the outside to tell you it's okay. It's you telling it, do it. You get that? So if there's something you want, if there's something you see, if there's some event you want to get through, you know, this is what I'm working on with my kidneys. I have to stay in that place of seeing what I feel like walking around with perfectly healed kidneys. But if I can't get there in my mind... It ain't going to happen. It'll be that touchdown that you fumble on the five-yard line over and over and over and over again. So the homework is pick something and start to remember your future as if it already happened. What does it feel like when I'm there? What does that feel like? Oh, my, because the only thing that matters is feel. Because your feelings create your future. Your feelings create matter. Your feelings dictate and mold matter. You get that? It's hard. 
because we're taught to be separate of and observing, but we're not observing. We're actually participants in the creation of things in our life. Stuff doesn't happen to us, we happen to stuff. 